0: John and Sam in Japan, the International Comedy Podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And he is Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan, the International Comedy Podcast. What's been going on this week, John?
1: Um, well,
0: it's been your birthday.
1: It hasn't John- though, has it? <laughs> it, was my, it was my birthday about a month ago. <laughs> it was my birthday when we recorded this two weeks ago, was it? <laughs> Three hours of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> well, uh,
0: well, I thought the agreement was that we were going to do the birthday the birthday beginning
1: again. Well, no, well, no, I think you should tell everybody what you did
0: <laughs> up to it. Well, <laughs> I think I'd better leave that to you.
1: Well, what happened was that we spent three hours recording some of the greatest ever podcast material and Sam forgot to turn the mics on.
0: well the mics were turned on just the wrong ones (laughs) Uh, but I wasn't actually happy with all the content because I must say at that particular occasion I didn't think you were very funny and I'm using the word very generously
1: wow Are we going to do the dog puns later?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not this
1: episode. Is it? (laughs) 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 Episode six, dog puns. (laughs) A little bit of a spoiler alert. Teaser trailer. (laughs) So what's on this episode now then?
0: Well, on this episode, we have an interview with Alex Camp, uh, one of the showrunners for Stand Up Tokyo. We have uh, the answer to the burning question, what pranks have you done that have gone bad? And we have some stand-up comedy from a very funny guy from Canada, Ed Hill. Nice. So it's a packed show. But first, this.
1: This is j in J News. Now it's time for the news section of the show. So Sam, what have you got for me?
0: I've got an interesting story for you this time. (laughs) In (laughs) Argentina. That's mean. (laughs) In in Argentina, about half a ton of marijuana went missing that some police officers were supposed to be guarding. And they blamed it on an animal. They said that some animal ate it. What animal do you think, (laughs) if you had to blame a half a ton of pot going missing, what animal would you say ate it? And it's the police. Yeah, you're a police officer, which is obviously very, very far fetched. Am I allowed to say pig?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how that's going to go down.
0: That's, uh, be very self-aware.
1: So, god, what was it What a dog?
0: Well, no, they blamed it on mice. Fuck <laughs> <Cough>. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it wasn't one mouse. They didn't think it was just one. A whole herd of them. Do you
1: Half have... a ton of wheat, it was one mouse. I've tried to get away with some bullshit in my time, but that would be...
0: <laughs> that would be taking the... The pit. Biscuit. The, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> taking but, the cheese. we <laughs> will be taking the, uh, the stoner biscuit. Um, <laughs> it says here that in Buenos Aires, uh, the city's former police commissioner, commissioner was ordered to explain the shortfall to a judge, and he and three <laughs> subordinates told the sceptical jurist the missing marijuana must have been eaten by mice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Experts, however, have sent that theory up in smoke. Hey. <laughs> little uh, nod there for the Huff Post. That was a nice Huff little joke. Huff Post. Huff hey. <laughs> <laughs> Post. Um, <laughs> in the off chance that they did, the mice would have likely died from the dope, and investigators would have found cannabis laden corpses uh, all over the warehouse, which would be a little bit like most <laughs> university dormitories. Uh, half a ton. It's a lot of weed. That is a lot of weed. Yeah. It says all eight officers were dim- dismissed from their jobs and will testify in front of the judge on May fourth. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to need Day. it. And the judge will then decide if the drugs are missing due to expedience or negligence.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you do the maths. I think <laughs> half a ton of weed.
0: Yeah. I would if I'm if I'm in that position. I would definitely be saying to the judge, look. I'm just incompetent yeah. it's, I haven't stolen it and I haven't definitely haven't sold it but I am rubbish at my job
1: yeah well we've all been there
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> some more than others yes <laughs> and that is the end of the tale hey. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for me this week
1: uh, again from uh, well it was on Twitter but it's uh, a man sends a woman a bill for £42.50 after she turned him down for a second date <laughs> what is wrong with men <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the most pathetic emails I've ever read in my life. And okay, I've go seen on. Quite a few. So, I've well, seen... the story is a man who took a woman out on a date has asked her to pay him forty-two pound fifty, not even forty-five quid or forty quid, forty-two pound fifty after she turned him down for a second <laughs> date. Lucy Brown from London. She'd only started dating again after a three-year relationship came to an end. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lucy. <laughs> Poor Lucy. Uh, despite the plenty of fish date going well, I don't know if that's a site. Oh no, it's a pub. Uh, uh, plenty
0: of fish. No, plen- plenty of fish. Isn't that one of those dating websites? Like, oh, yeah, uh, plenty. of I think so. I don't
1: know. Are you married? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah. What are you did check it out. Yeah,
0: it's well. It's, in Japan. It's called Plenty of
1: Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I would all be there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is the. I'll read you the actual mail that he sent. It. He said, "Hi Lucy, thanks for your honesty. I had a really nice time with you, and the truth is, I'm a bit devastated at the moment. It didn't even say at the moment. He put ATM, so he's obviously a knobhead. <laughs> Having read your note, I really fancied you and saved up some money to take you on a nice date. <laughs> as it didn't work out, I'd be grateful if you could send along something to contribute for the drinks I spent on you, thinking I'd at least get to see you again. The total cost of the night was." Eighty-five pounds. Oh, so he's he's done all right. He's spent a fair bit of money there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's well, not. He gets him he winning. He's, he's not cut corners. He doesn't even s- explain this in the story, but he says, "And as it as it'd be too painful to receive the watch in the post and remind <laughs> me of you, I thought you might be interested." To know that <laughs> the cost of that was twenty euros. <laughs> so I don't know if he bought that on the beach in Spain. What? Well, and this is their first
0: date, yeah. and he's turned up with a watch as a present.
1: Yeah, oh. twenty euros worth of watch. <laughs> I hope she wasn't late. Yeah. But he says, happy for you to do what you feel is right, especially considering my badly damaged feelings, ATM. What a knob. And then he has literally put account number, sort sort, a name. Um, that is hilarious.
0: I quite like the gumption of the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got um, some balls. Did she pay him? No, well, this, so this is her reply. Oh, good, hey, good. She what I was hoping that would be there. She sounds like a nightmare as well. She's put, hey, whatever his name is, Wowsies. As in W O W S E Y S S, the trials and tribulations of modern day dating.
0: <laughs> now let's go back and try and say that. Wowzays. Wowzays. That's definitely not a yeah, word. She's not a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'd charge her 42 quid just for saying that. To yeah, me. yeah. The more I hear from her, the more she's deserving. She should pay £82. Pounds. <laughs>
1: yeah. He says. Uh, They say happiness is priceless, but today it cost me 85 quid. I can honestly say that I've never snorted in laughter so much as when I received your message. The joy of you have brought to our office, don't we? I haven't given you, given your name is worth every penny. So I'd like by way of goodwill to offer you a full refund for your shit. <laughs> Forty-two pound fifty. You can have the Jaeger bomb on me. The other half I've donated on our behalf to Sidmouth Donkey Sanctuary.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm starting to like her now. I think she's good. <laughs> a try to I like
1: Spot. Thanks for genuinely fun day
0: and uh, today's LOL's. No, I I like his balls and I like her balls too.
1: Oh, <laughs> you've never said that before
0: <laughs> except
1: that one time I in
0: thailand boys, yeah. that was j and s in j news
1: And now for this episode's interview, which is with British comedian Alexander Camp, who's also an international promoter for Stand Up Tokyo. He's recently been performing around America, and he agreed to come and meet me and Sam in a karaoke box on a Sunday afternoon. I think you'll enjoy this.
0: Hey, Sir Alex, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's uh, good to see you. You've just got back it- from America.
2: Yes. How was that? Uh, the weight's dropping off already. I'm nearly back, <laughs> nearly yeah. back to fighting weight. <laughs> You're looking um, good. I, I miss the food, actually. I was looking showing some of my photos earlier, and it's just a plate of pancakes and bacon. And <laughs> right? Fucking that's great.
0: They do that weird putting syrup on bacon.
2: Yeah, I used to not like it. I've be, been back and forth to the States all my life with my family. Cause my dad's afraid of going anywhere more exotic than that. <laughs> and um, I, I used to have the pancakes separately on a separate plate, but now yeah. I'm 100% sold <laughs> on the bacon and maple syrup. You love yeah, love it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into so it. So you
0: can yeah. see the Brits in the restaurant from where their pancakes are.
2: Yeah, yeah. If they're separating, if there's a sausage is a breakwater, as Alan Partridge says, then yeah, he's, uh, he's a Brit.
1: Have you ever eaten bacon with syrup on it? No, I'm not as no, adventurous as Alex. No, <laughs> no, that, you
2: can't. that's too much. Too you live in Japan. We yeah. like...
1: I'll eat raw fish, I'm not eating. Yeah, I've am not i had fish heads.
2: <laughs> I'll eat whale spunk, but no, no maple syrup on my bacon, thank you very much. We're British. have got to draw a draw line somewhere. Absolutely.
0: How about like, in America? Were there any sort of notable incidents or anything interesting that happened while you're out there?
2: Um, there's yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, the one place that never fails to uh, cause an interesting eventualities is the comedy store uh, right. in Hollywood. You know, it's very uh, obviously mythical place. I've yeah. been there twice now, so this time was uh, I opened at the roast battle. So you oh, guys right. know you've roast yeah, yeah. battled here,
1: yeah.
0: There was only
2: one winner, wasn't there, Some,
1: Yeah. Uh, fucking yeah. bribe the judges
2: about yeah. chocolates. I was
1: saving that for episode 10.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> A big build-up. Yeah. This can be one of the little references yeah, you yeah. um, So they had the roast battle show there, the actual original roast battle show. And um, that one, I was outside, you know, at the comedy store, you hang out outside and da-da-da. And I'm hanging out near the doorman. And he says, hey there's a bald dude over there pissing behind that car. I don't know why I'm doing New York accent. (laughs) (laughs) It's what comes to mind. There's a bald dude pissing behind that car. Can you go and tell him to stop? And this other doorman goes up like all big nuts going on to to pull this guy (laughs) off the uh, the wall. And... um, the minute later, he comes back and he's like, Oh, that was Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, you know, like, I just had tell Joe Rogan to start pissing. And I turn around and there's Joe Rogan. And he knows that people have already clocked him now. <laughs> I went to the comedy store in in LA uh, for the first time. I did something called Kill Tony. It's a podcast, live podcast, where you have a comedian does one minute and you have a panel. You have Tony Hinchcliffe, who's a guy who wrote, like famously writes for Roast Battle, writes for the actual roasts, sorry, and has performed at the roasts. He's quite quite a well-known comedian. You put your name in and it gets pulled out of the hat. So you just go in and wait and see if you get pulled. First person up was a lady called Miss Lips. Now, Miss Lips was a 300-pound black woman <laughs> who had probably, I, I don't know if she's ever done comedy. She certainly does not know what comedy is right. in the traditional sense. She's just a lunatic. She was not getting laughed with for her performance anyway. And, and it was just this insane experience. And everyone was just like, wow, that was nuts. Next name out of the hat, Alex Edwards, Alex Edwards was the name I'd chosen because I don't like my name, Alex Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Edward is my middle name. So I decided, I decided on this stage name already. It freaked me out. Now, earlier in the day, I'd been shopping to buy a suit for this wedding. And I decided to buy myself a nice fedora hat.
3: <laughs> now,
2: <laughs> quirky. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen me wear a hat. Rarely <laughs> I wear a hat. I don't look good in hats. <laughs> Nobody looks good in a fedora. Uh, it had like a green, t- it was like a green khaki. I don't you know. I went, I just a a, brave time to get a haircut. it and I turned your hair It was brave move. and stupid. Of, there's a very thin line. So uh, I just wore this hat and I thought it was okay. I didn't even think about it. No one had ever said to me, hats are a bad idea in stand-up comedy. You don't look good in that hat. Nothing had been said. So I, I went up and did my one minute and this was like i tried to fit like 3 minutes of material into 1 minute i was just burning through all this rubbish material <laughs> i've been only been doing it about 6 months at this point maybe about 8 months and it was just dog dog poop anyway i did my i did my set and they were like they just ripped into me like, and that's part of what the show is about but it was absolute ripping
0: so You're really you're the butt of the joke
2: you, oh, 100% you go, up, you
0: go up there whoever your the goes up there and you're there to be shot down
2: yeah most of the time but yeah. other people the, the girl who went on after me she was they were like oh you're great you're really good I love that joke and they were really <laughs> constructive They were loads of help with me they were like what are you Indiana Jones like <laughs> asking me they were saying you're British like do you have a, it means you're uncircumcised they were talking about all oh, all this stuff, I was like, oh no, I'm just getting ripped. And I tried my best, um, but, but that fedora just because was the nail in my coffin, man. I, I can't believe I did that. that what did you to do, change. the hat? Uh, the hat is gone. <laughs> yeah, hat. That's all I can say about the hat. The hat is thankfully gone. I think the hat did came you in. It? The hat was like no I, the hat that's the thing i don't even remember getting rid of the hat i think the hat disappeared <laughs> i think the hat was like it wasn't really a hat it was just a mercurial object that was sent to me to teach me a lesson uh, uh. you know it, fought, it took the shape of a fedora but really what it was was just something to crush my ego could have been
1: anything it
0: could oh, have, it's gone,
1: your mate will turn up at your wedding wearing it yeah
0: <laughs> remember me <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So you obviously uh, are one of the promoters for Stand Up Tokyo, and you get over uh, international comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: what what sort of obstacles do you face getting them over?
2: Um, obstacles getting comedians over. You know what? There's not that many because this is a place where everyone wants to go. Tokyo, mm-hmm. Japan. It, it's a it's a place everybody wants to go, and it's kind of. Uncharted territory for comedy and for comedians, and it's a very exciting thing for a lot of comedians. The obstacle would be managers and agents. Right, yeah. that's the biggest obstacle. And yeah, there's certain like there's certain levels of, of entertainer who is really difficult to bring over for for reasons of work permits and, and the costs of things. But we can bring some really great comedians over here, and we've been really lucky to be able to do that. I mean, um, some of by accident, some are on purpose, but. Overall, you've got like Hannibal Bress was one of the first people to kind of start the ball rolling. we yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stuart Goldsmith, who's also a big podcaster. Yeah. And, um, comedian's
1: comedian.
2: Yes, the comedian's comedian. And um, Steve Hofstetter, we had recently Angela Johnson, we had Tom Rhodes last year.
3: Yeah, so um, big names.
2: Some really great comedians, really brilliant performers, and, and pretty famous people. Yeah, I mean. Um, who's been your personal favorite that you've had over? a good question i have not thank you thought about my personal favorite you know what actually who i really enjoyed just watching was one of the first ones who came was phil wang who's not a huge yeah, yeah. name but he's really become much bigger yeah. since you know he's done live at the well, he's Apollo. come back twice
1: hasn't he well he's, he's come back again sorry
2: yes he came he's, he's been here twice yeah. yeah um so he came more recently and 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 just came into good heavens uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed him, and it was quite early on in doing stand up. So I wasn't yeah. so jaded by the whole thing. Mm. I wasn't so critical of watching comedians, especially in the same room, you know, because yeah. the experience is different. If I go to a show in a theater and I go to watch a big stand up, I, I feel more like part of the audience. I can enjoy it more. When it's my show or when it's in the place I do comedy in a bar, you know, where I'm used to it, I feel a bit more critical and a bit, it's harder to enjoy it. I don't know if that sounds pretentious. No, no, well, but... that's what
1: you said to me the other day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He'd been to watch a certain comedian, and I said to him, because oh, I love that comedian, how how was it? And he said, oh, I think doing stand up comedy's ruined my. Year ability to watch stand-up comedy
2: yeah it certainly Um, makes it more difficult you're you're just so more uh, so much more uh, demanding and more um...
1: yeah you kind of oh for me personally i can tell when people are being hacky and i can tell when people are just phoning it in and they can't be bothered and i can tell
0: well i have two standard positions when i'm watching another comedian sitting
1: down and
0: lying down down. (laughs) no (laughs) they are one is that I'm annoyed because the joke is rubbish and hacky, yeah. and the other is that I'm annoyed because it's brilliant and I didn't think of it. Yeah. Mm. So those two things make me not enjoy the show. Yeah. yeah,
2: like I find it interesting. Some people say, "Oh, I saw this comedian and I wanted to quit." I uh, find it find that quite strange because, yeah. like, for me, when I see someone who's really amazing, I'm like, "Oh wow!" Like, no,
1: I definitely, I think, seeing people who are really good at what they do for me inspires me. Rather yeah, than it me does inspire.
2: Me.
0: With these guys and girls coming over, have you had any sort of prima donna requests? We want basically we've had the good stuff now. We want to hear the dirt.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I will I will preface it and say that like I I wish I had something worse, you know. I wish I had something <laughs> yeah. juicier. But you know, there was one comedian who came, and it was so intimidating for me because I was speaking to the agents and the managers and they were sending these things and like these are the demands and these are what we need and here's the tech spec and here's the uh, the the rider and the rider had hummus on it i'm like where am i going to get hummus in tokyo <laughs> yeah, but you had there's, to make it <laughs> yeah there's all this stuff because this artist that very rarely performed outside of the united states or, or, right. or u.s kind of territories and when she came (laughs) (laughs) no I mean no
0: I think we knew it as a girl after the hummus (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's it men
2: don't eat hummus (laughs) when 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 the gig came to happen the artist was really lovely really not demanding just absolutely great
0: Actual proof we're in a karaoke booth. Yeah. Much much. Hi. Ten minutes. Uh, we're pretty much done, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, so I not you this? More... Oh, no. I I've got... Got five minutes. That's about it. Right. Yeah. Um Where
1: were we? I was... just Well, just... I'll ask one more question. Yeah, I've yeah. got one as well. Actually. Okay. You go, on, you go first. I'll try and. How much do you think sent <laughs> 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 No, no, no. Uh, just, uh, if you could have any comedian come over who... Did I steal your yeah, you did. question? Yeah, you really my question. <laughs> okay.
2: You're sharing it. Would yeah. you like to alternate the words? Okay. No. <laughs> How?
1: Who would you bring over if you could bring anyone in there?
2: That's two words.
1: If you could bring any comedian over, who would you? Who would be your, like your dream comedian?
2: Okay, well, I have to give two answers to this because, like, there's like fantasy and there's reality. Yeah, right. I think, like, huge names. I'd like, I love Bill Burr and I think he's oh, amazing. Yeah. And I think that would be a great one to, to bring over. But you know, I, I that's not happening through me. I think anytime <laughs> soon, you know, I've got to be honest. I think someone who I feel would come, who would be a challenge. Uh, would be Adam Buxton, oh, right. um, yeah. uh, who has like his show, which is you know generally called Bug. It's yeah. like a A V show, his projectors yeah. and and his laptop and everything. And I mean, I just love him. He's brilliant. Mm. I listen to his podcast all the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's just a wonderful character, brilliant guy. He's got such a. I'd love to see him over here, right. and and I feel like that's something that we, that may. I don't, uh, n- there's no plans for that I've not spoken to him but I feel like he might do it do you well, know what I, I mean yeah. and he he,
0: he, he did might that, he did that show years ago Adam and Joe do Tokyo yeah, yeah. so he's yeah. got like he had a bit of interest in Japan so maybe you want to come see how it's changed yeah, yeah. well I'm sure that both Bill Burr and Adam Buxton are listeners to the podcast of so, course um, if you are listening guys get in touch with uh, Alex Camp at standuptokyo.com
2: that's it
1: Thanks to Alexander Camp for meeting us in a karaoke box on a Sunday afternoon. If you want to find out more about the shows he's involved in, please go to standuptokyo.com and now a word from this episode's sponsor. Howdy y'all, Bob here
0: from Bob's English. The most well-known English language school in the Tokyo area. We are currently recruiting for new teachers and that teacher could be you. You know the difference between thar, thar, thar? It don't matter. You know what a Girund is? It don't matter. Can you conjugate a verb? Hell no, me neither. If you got most your own teeth, and the ability to sit down, and can tolerate small kids, then you've got what it takes. Get to our website and remember. At Bob's English, you can learn to speak English proper.
1: Yo Johnny McVey and Sammy o. T. 2 Prince took a shit over a cup of tea, probably a spot of milk and a cramped please, but there's something else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for this episode's burning question. Uh,
0: That's right. Uh, But before that, we had email in from Ben from England uh, answering a previous burning question. That burning question was, what is the biggest cultural faux pas you've ever made? And Ben said, when visiting his Japanese girlfriend's uh, house for the first time, he thought it would be a good idea to buy her mum some flowers. So he popped to a supermarket nearby and bought a pretty bunch. Turns out they were flowers for a grave.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I did that two years in a row for my wife's birthday. <laughs> Sounds
0: like she won't take the hint.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, ben did say that that girlfriend is now his wife. So things uh. turned out, well, well, depending on whose yeah. point of view. <laughs> the
1: death of his free time. <laughs> yeah. Death of his
0: enjoyment. But the birth of his love. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, John, what's this week's burning question?
1: Uh, this week's burning question is, have you ever been involved in a prank which has gone bad?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, we had some emails coming in. Well, I had an email from Justin from Australia. Uh, he said that when he was younger, uh, he foolishly put a dead spider in his girlfriend's bed and she did not see the funny side of it and she dumped him.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, we had one from, this is Jenny from England. On This was via Facebook. And she said her boyfriend, this is awful, her boyfriend quite often farts into his hand and then cups it over her face. But one time he uh, he followed through.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And, uh, I'm going to beep that out. Yeah, he followed through and actually put some on her nose.
0: <laughs> What's his name?
1: i don't know she just says an ex-boyfriend <laughs> so.
0: well if you're out there and you're listening you are disgusting
1: scum <laughs> that is out of water. how about
0: okay. for you then uh, have you uh... yeah i've got i i've been involved in a couple of pranks that have gone bad but one that really sticks out for me i was probably 18 years old and i was working in a bar part-time and my friend came in i was doing the day shift and my friend was unemployed and he came in for a drink uh, which was probably why he was unemployed. <laughs> and uh, uh, it uh, it just happened to be April Fool's Day. So we came up with a ridiculous idea to call his girlfriend and play a prank. But the prank we came up with was to say that he'd been in a car accident. <laughs> now, <laughs> looking back on it, it was a mistake. <laughs> but at the time, we didn't really see it. So I called his girlfriend um, and she picked up. And then I said, oh, uh, Dan's had a, an accident. Uh, it's not... Really serious, but he is in the hospital. And then uh, she said, okay, and we hung up. The plan was to call her back immediately. So I did. But then when I called her back, the phone was engaged. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Massive panic ensues. So I kept calling and it was engaged and engaged. And eventually got back through to her. And it turns out the reason her phone was engaged because she was on the phone to Dan's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't popular around that household for a while. <laughs> I can
1: tell you that much. <laughs> Did you get invited to the wedding? I <laughs> know uh, they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> so your plan was successful, Wendy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I uh, seemed innocent at the time, but yeah, looking back, obviously it was uh, quite a quite bad thing. So, John, what about you? Uh, I <laughs> I suspect you have a large
1: catalogue of pranks gone bad to choose from. Yeah, well, they, probably my favourite one was like a reverse prank that went bad. So. Uh, when I was at university, I used to live with some friends and I had a job working in a pub and one afternoon we'd all sat around playing Mario Kart and then it was time for me to go to work and so I got on the tram in Manchester, I got to work and when I got to work, the pub was closed and so I went outside, this is kind of before mobile phones were a thing and I went in the phone box and I called the boss of the pub and I said, you know, why is the pub closed? So he opened the door and let me in and he said, oh, I didn't think you were coming today. Uh, one of your friends had called and said that you've got like a sexually transmitted disease and you won't be coming to work (laughs) based on a true story (laughs) great great friends um but luckily in a weird way it turned out that the pub was actually closed because one of the barrels had exploded downstairs so i went off got back on the tram went back to my house and i pretended that i'd lost my job and so i pretended to be really angry with my (laughs) friends Uh, and then i stormed off went around my other friend's house and i said to them can you call that house and say what's what's happened to john why is he going mental and then my friend who'd done the telephone call um, great friend he, he came round the house about 30 minutes later with a cheque in an envelope for my loss of earnings <laughs> which I then tore up and threw in his face <laughs> I, told, yeah.
0: oh, I love the cheque in that story it really, uh, it really dates it doesn't it yeah. <laughs> there's probably a few younger listeners not knowing what a cheque is <laughs> it's a really old kind of money <laughs> anyway that's been this week's burning question Okay, time for some stand-up comedy. Today's stand-up comedian is Ed Hill. Uh, Originally from Taiwan, Ed is an emerging young comic who moved to Vancouver in Canada uh, when he was young. Uh, Since then, Ed has performed all over the world. He was voted Best Vancouver Comedian of 2016 by West Ender magazine, and he was named Comic to Watch in 2015 by the Canadian Immigrant magazine. So he's got a lot of pedigree. Uh, This guy, he's definitely going to make you laugh. Please enjoy.
3: God. It's good to be here guys, it's good to be here. I had a weird few days, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was on my way here, I was checking in the airport, walk up to the counter, the guy looks at my pastor, looks at me, goes, wow, you're big for an Asian. I was like, wow, you're rude for a person. And he saw my face, he's like, oh man, that's what I'm saying, I'm just saying, you're a colorful group of people, you're hardworking, and you're small, you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Oompa Loompas, but thank you, just give me my ticket. I gotta go. There's weird people everywhere. I'm sure you guys met them, right? Yeah. But for some reason, they love to talk to me. I'm like the weirdo whisper. I don't know what's happening. Like, I was at the mall, just at the food court, waiting in line for my food. Guy walks right in front of me, looks at me, goes, hey, Angela? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? He's like, are you Angela? I'm like, are you okay? Because I'm a guy. And he's like, oh, uh, you just look like somebody I know. Then he just walked away. He just walked away. I'm like, you can't end a conversation like that. Because there's a woman out there named Angela who looks just like me. And she's okay with it. Like, zero percent, this should be Angela. <laughs> I feel like Angela can do better, you know what I mean? I feel bad, I don't know. I don't understand how I get myself in these situations. I don't understand. Like, I was just hanging out at a party, standing in the back, you know, talking to a guy I just met. The middle of the conversation, he's like, Ed, I just bought this new truck, you wanna see it? I was like, yeah, I'll see a new truck, that's cool. So he takes out his phone, turns it on, and it was a picture of a giant dick. <laughs> And he just looks at me, and goes, oh, oops, I guess that's not it. And I just kept scrolling. I'm like, what do you mean that's not it? He's just going to move on like that didn't just happen? That's not a flower. That's a picture of somebody else's dick, because I'm pretty sure you're not black. You know what I mean? And I I guess I react a little much, I did, because... there's a girl standing next to us. she's turned around, she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And the dude's just like, oh, uh, we're just looking at a dick. <laughs> I'm like, there's no we. <laughs> I'm not part of this team. <laughs> I signed up for a monster truck, and you gave me a monster cock, you know what I mean? This is not, it's a scam. Even my parents are weird. My parents are immigrants, so they came from a different country. Now, if you come from different countries in North America, you can pick a new name. So my parents could have named themselves anything. So my mom named herself Candy, like the dessert. <laughs> and my dad named himself Smiley, like a freaking idiot. <laughs> Candy and Smiley. <laughs> it's like midget point gone wrong. <laughs> you know what's the worst part? Is when I was a kid, I had to go to the library, I had to use my dad's card because I'm a minor. So every time I go to the counter, a lady will scan the card. She's like, uh, are you Smiley? I'm like, no, I'm Angela. Just give me the books, okay? Is it... I gotta go. Runs in the whole family. My younger brother, he's 26 to this day, so paranoid. I'm dying from lying. He can't pee in the public bathroom because he thinks I'm gonna run in and flick his dick. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that outrageous? It's ridiculous. Because just because I did it, doesn't else is gonna do it. Uh... <laughs> I had a weird experience that kind of changed my life, though. Um, I had a chance to do comedy in my homeland, my motherland, uh, Panda Express. I uh, know, it's, it's, it's stupid, That's dumb. It's, I went to Taiwan, that's where I'm from. And everywhere I went, people recognized me. And it wasn't because of comedy, It's because of a viral educational video in Taiwan that teaches people about sexual assault. And I look just like a guy in it. Yeah. So my face is a national Taiwanese symbol for man creep. Yeah. And you know what? My brother heard this. He goes, oh, this is hilarious. we got to find out who this guy is. So he Googled him. Apparently, this guy was born a woman. And when he got older, he got a sex change and gone to acting. And the minute I heard this in my mind, I was like, oh, my God. I found Angela.
0: Ed Hill there. God, that was great. Love that. Uh, if you want to find out more about ed you can go to his website kingedhill.com and ed's got a tour coming up uh starting in taiwan this spring so definitely if you have a chance go and see him live he's even better live that just leaves me to say one more time thanks to ed hill also thanks to alex camp for coming down and talking to us don't forget you can find all of his stuff at standuptokyo.com and you can find links to both ed and alex's stuff at our website
1: johnandsaminjapan.com That's been a great show. It has been a great show. It's flawless. It's almost <laughs> as if we've done that before, Sam. <laughs> 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 so yeah, if you uh, if you want to get in contact with us uh, with a burning question, an answer to a burning question, some of your stand-up, or if you'd like to be interviewed, yep, go contact us on Sam on John and Sam uh, John
0: and Sam on the world (laughs) well well
1: we haven't done it that well have we we're not recording that again (laughs) John and Sam in Japan.com well done on Twitter Facebook yeah and uh, give us five stars (laughs) Oh, give us ten stars because we've done it twice (laughs) (laughs) well that's all from us catch Catch
0: you later. later
3: So now Sam in Japan International Comic Podcast.